You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. And we're back after a bit of a hiatus with returning guest, stand-up comic, Thanos Mikolopoulos, here to tell us all about his cross-country road trip, National Comedy Tour. Thanos and Jason also compare some more stories. Jason's fresh out of the hospital, and Thanos is currently on crutches after breaking his foot. You can find Thanos on Instagram at at ThanosMike, T-H-A-N-O-S-M-I-C. Without further ado, here's the very funny, very talented Mr. Thanos Mikolopoulos on Fire in the Hole. How are you? What's going on? How are we doing? Well, your immune system is in the middle of a very serious battle. The medicine is trying to combat the disease, but in the process, it destroys healthy tissue and disrupts healthy functioning of your organs and multiple lymphatic systems. So you're getting attacked on two levels, and we hope the disease is vanquished before it and the medicine does damage which cannot be contained. Okay. Your accent's very thick. You ever notice your accent makes things sound worse than they than they actually are? You could give good news and I'd still be like, what happened? Am I I'm still dying? I'm just trying to help you. I know you sound like a regular Joe where you come from, but here I keep thinking you're gonna be torturing James Bond later. <laughs> So yeah, the thing about being ill severely is that when people see you again, they don't really see the progress you made. What they see is how much shittier you look since the last time they saw you. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Right? <laughs> yeah. So when they see you in the street, they're like, oh, snap, dude. What happened? You're like, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, what, what dead of time? <laughs> you know? <laughs> step by step, you know? Well, I kind of get it now with my, my, my foot when I broke it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I thought <laughs> for some reason I didn't think that much would change. How did it happen exactly? I was at jujitsu uh-huh. and, um, just, it was, it was, uh, just a dumb thing. I was basically just rolled over my foot the wrong way. Uh-huh. Wasn't even doing anything fancy. It was just something that I do all the time. I just rolled over it the wrong way and just, it felt bad. Yeah. Did you hear like a little... Little crunchery. I didn't hear a crunch. I didn't hear a crunch. And so uh, the instructor was like, oh, it's probably not too bad. And then I, he gave me a couple of things to do, like get up on the balls of my feet or something. I'm like, that hurts. He's like, oh, mm. you should go sit down. Let's get you some ice. <laughs> right. Yeah, just walk it off. Walk yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> just walk it off. And I kind of did. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I try to uh, push through pain <laughs> too much sometimes. Yeah. So I basically like went up like 20 stairs, <laughs> hobbled to the bus, got on the bus, uh, went back home took a shower did some laundry went to a comedy club and uh and like everyone's staring at me like what the fuck like why are you walking like that i'm like ah, i sprained my foot <laughs> and, then, 
And then uh, my buddy afterwards, he's like, uh, you know what, Thanos? Like, uh, my girlfriend's still finishing her drink. Like, let me drive you to the emergency room. It's just down the street. Mm. It doesn't look good. <laughs> We're going to have to cut your shoe off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, at that point, I didn't have any shoelaces on it. Like, okay. I had to pull them off because wow. my foot was so swollen. Jesus. Probably should have been my first indicator. But I'm like, ah, it's a sprain. Things, things, things swell with it's sprains. water. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hindsight's 2020. Uh, yeah. Okay. So at this point, yeah, your foot's bad, bad. Yeah, yeah, and so, but it's just been so, it has changed my life. I mean, temporarily, thank, I'll be able to walk again at some point, but mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely has uh, changed. One thing I never thought about is, like, you can't, like, if I had a beer with me, if it's open, I can't, like, walk with it. Right. It just doesn't work, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, just, it changes a bit of everything. Showering sucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sitting down in the shower. Uh-huh. And can you you can wear the boot in the shower? No, I take the boot off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's new technology apparently. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so you can actually take the boot off, but uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be weird because like sitting down to shower is the only reason it sucks is because my foot's broken, <laughs> and I can't really like I'm not as mobile as I used to be. Right. But I might just keep doing it after my foot's better. Like it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. amazing. I, yeah. I discovered the pleasures of sitting down in the shower too. Yeah. Um. Uh, over three weeks um as like when i uh, the whole hospital thing is is a little bit different you know because you have all like you have you're like i'm okay i'm gonna be fine and then like day two you're like mm, no i think i'm gonna be need some help and then you're like okay they're cutting me out of my clothes i'm going into the gown okay it's gonna take a while i'm probably gonna need some underwear and some t-shirts you know call the family members and at some point you're like okay my dignity could you, sorry, nurse, could you just throw a blanket over me? Thanks, that's great. Could you just tuck that? Okay, thank you. Then like day four, you're like, you got like, you, your balls are hanging off the side of the bed. You're, you don't know where you are. You're maybe dressed, not dressed. You don't know which t- examination room you're, your dignity's out the window. At this point, you just want to feel better. You don't care where you are. There's people talking in different languages. They're moving you, they're scanning you. It's just, it's just a nightmare. You just lose yourself in this like, in this like place that smells like you know disinfectant, <laughs> and and with like other old people yelling in the hallways and stuff, so a- after a while, I just at some point I just settled on one mission, and that was I'm not gonna let anyone wash me. I was just like dead set on that. I was like I'm going to maintain my own hygiene, and there was another thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like oh please help like I'm not gonna do any of that. I'll just be like pain meds please or what just, if you needed help. Well, I mean, if I'm in a bad way, but I just, I really wanted to be like, Sounds I don't know. like bad rules. It was just, I didn't want to be a bad guest, right? Uh, I didn't want to. For healthcare you're paying for? It, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I just didn't want to be. I get it. A nuisance. Because I could hear the orderlies and what they went through every day. And they're like, oh, Mrs. Johnson again. All right. You know, and then I would see them like seal rooms to disinfect them sometimes. Mm. They'd have to spray them and leave them for like two days to, right? So I was like, I'm just going to be that guy where everyone just they poke their head in. They're like, you okay, Mr. Amberson? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. You need anything? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's like the most Canadian thing ever. <laughs> to be a polite, polite yeah. uh, sick person? Oh, no, no. I'm fine. Thank you. I'm fine. I feel like you're viewing being sick as a job. Like, if, if I do it well, no one will know that I did it. Yeah, you know? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I'm that guy who goes to other people's parties and I'm like, this is not a good party. I need to enhance this. Are you, are you having a good time? It's like, I can cut some more. 
cucumbers. Everyone thinks it's your place. Yeah. <laughs> I have this like weird, like I can't, it's a problem. It's a yeah. problem I have. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the shower thing, luckily it was across the hall from my room and it was one of those like just free, like with bars, just handlebars everywhere. And then day one, I'm like barely, like my legs are shaking when I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to take the shower, shower myself, I clean myself. Next time I go, there's a chair. And I'm like, oh, hello chair. <laughs> How you doing? I'm like, is this possible? Can you can you shower sitting down? Is that a thing? And then I never looked back. That was that's pretty much it. It was from there on I was just like, I'm taking you home. <laughs> I'm not standing to do anything mm-hmm. ever again. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's like a, a there was there were two chairs. I didn't use the other one. The other one was a like a porta potty chair, hmm. which was also interesting. I didn't go that far, but I was like, okay, I guess this is for someone who wants to shower and do their do their deeds, do their business at the same time. Someone might need, I don't Like know. poop in the shower? Yeah, just go crazy. Just go wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> to, the next step. Yeah. At least you have something to work towards. Settle all scores. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, not ready to go down that that uh, that road. So hmm. sitting, uh, showering uh, while sitting. Okay. <laughs> We've demystified it, Thanos. Well, like how, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to get too graphic on this show, uh-huh. but uh, how do you, uh, if you're sitting, how do you clean the bum? <laughs> that is an excellent question good question uh let's like see. I, I have i have the ability to like roll over uh-huh. a bit and i get to it that way but like if you're sitting straight down <laughs> like if i'm on my back i just turn a bit yeah it, well i mean you i guess you could just you could do like the <laughs> the 90s like let me level with you class move you know like when you turn around you switch you know when you, you turn your, your, your hat backwards. i like that you turn your hat backwards and you flip the chair to the class and you're like yeah. guys let me level with you for a second that's right you can kind let's of pull jive. that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's several techniques no doubt maybe that's what the hole is for possibly not pooping in the shower not pooping shower. it's actually just for access um they've given this stuff a lot of thought you know yeah. Yeah. but uh medical science has come a long way yeah so so your foot is broken and this it's is broken. how long now it's going to be four weeks soon. Okay. So I'm thinking it's going to be okay to walk on soonish, but I, I haven't had a doctor tell me that. Nope. Mm-hmm. So I went to see a doctor a couple of weeks in, and I just had like some minor concerns. Like, oh, there's still swelling. There's, you know, this and I had a cold at the same time, so I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a complication of it. And whatever, I sat down with the doctor, and uh, he's like, okay, here's here's what we're going to do. We're just going to get the x-ray. We're going to get the... The notes from the emergency room, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna see which I'm gonna see if we need like a osteopath whatever. to to get invo- involved with this at all. <laughs> if, if the doctor at the ER said it was stable, she's probably right. But you know, let's have a look at it. Um, and they just haven't gotten the chart back yet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I think they had to remind the ER. To, I called like after a week, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll send them another fax." Like a fax. <laughs> also, the second very, most Canadian, very Canadian thing yeah. ever. Also very Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't, I, the swelling is basically gone in my foot and I can kind of put like a little pressure on it. I don't want to push it. Like I would rather mm. just not walk longer sure. than just like try to be a hero and like hear a snap or something, you know? Sure. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make it. No, you sense. don't want to start that over. No. Did they give you any pain meds or? They gave me a couple of uh tylenol threes at the beginning i think i took like two or three of them i mean it never really hurt that much i mean it never hurts unless i walk on it mm. like they tried to send me out of the er without crutches they're like here's your walking cast 
Like mm. you should be able to walk on Peace. it. And I try to step. I'm like, this isn't going to work at all. Mm. They're like, well, we can give you pain meds. I'm like, I don't know what kind of pain meds will deal with this. Like, this <laughs> is just bad. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I took I took T3s for a couple of days. And, Those uh, are pretty sweet. Yeah. But pain oh, meds no, I, instead of crutches seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> I just don't, don't yeah. understand. <laughs> just so you don't feel the, the damage you're continuously doing <laughs> to know. your foot. Exactly. Yeah, your exactly. shin is like coming out through your knees and you're just like, I'm fine. Yeah. There's like new. You're like, kick, you're like stamping at it. Look. You're like, stop, stop. Your kneecap is coming out. Yeah, I don't know. The whole hospital release thing is a whole thing. Um, uh, the whole admitted thing is a whole thing. Getting admitted, um, getting from the emergency to an actual bed. It, there's a there's several comedy routines in there. There's some weird stuff that happened to me there. I remember they so they put me in like a wheelchair uh-huh. off the bat because I wasn't walking so well. So they're like, "Yeah, this is gonna take take too long. I'm just gonna push you around." Um, and then when I was just waiting in the waiting room, which was great because they had my foot sticking out. In front of like where everyone was walking past, so I was just like paranoid the whole like time. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna knock into my it. foot. Um, but then this this uh, other nurse came up to me and she starts asking me questions. I I guess just to kind of make sure it's me and uh, just assess the situation or something. <laughs> and she she actually asked me at one point. She's like, uh, "Where did the uh, accident occur?" And I said, "Oh, it's it's in a martial arts gym." <laughs> and she said, "An arts gym?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I hurt my foot painting. (laughs) Really extreme vernissage. I shot myself in the foot. Even if that's what you heard, like you have to know that's not what I said. That can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, think think that over a little bit. Just just you know, work work that through. Yeah, think it through. Art, does that sound like no? Ask again. (laughs) And then I did get kicked out of the wheelchair at one point. The the nurse who wheeled me back from radiology. She said, uh, okay, so uh, let's find your seat. And I'd been sitting in this one seat before, so I assume that that's my seat. And she drops me off at, at another seat. And then I'm like, well, actually, I was back there before. And she's like, well, would you prefer to be back there? Because the doctor says that you're supposed to be here. I'm like, how is this my choice? You tell me where to g- <laughs> I'm not running things here. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And then she's like, okay, yeah, so I'm like, uh, do you want to move the chair so get the wheelchair in there? She's like, oh, no, I'm taking the wheelchair. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, well, it's ours. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's no transaction when I walked into the ER that I thought I bought a wheelchair. It's really political. And the worst wheelchair, yeah. too. Like, uh-huh. It's not like a high-tech wheelchair. Yeah. No, if I sit in it, I own it. This is, <laughs> this is mine now. Find, finders, keepers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The chairs. Over my cold, dead body. <laughs> the, the chair stretcher thing in the hospital, deep, deep, deep political game. Like It's limited, right? It's limited, but it's just every department has their their own, and it can get really confusing. And uh, uh, I had one particularly fun ride where they took me down for some tests, and I guess the only one they could find had a little like flag on it, like it was like printed to the department, and it was an oncology one, right? So I I like sit in it and they put the blanket over me, and then the whole time the dude's rolling me through the hospital, everyone's giving me these like. Hang in there, champion. <laughs> Don't stop fighting. Kind of yeah, looks yeah. everybody. Exactly. Everybody's giving me like the Don't you're, give up now. You're a brave little warrior. You're a brave little warrior. He still got all his hair. You know, like <laughs> getting all those looks. Oh. And even the orderly got confused and he rolled me into the oncology like ward, mm. which by the way looked like the enterprise. It was completely isolated from the rest of the hospital. 
and it's like just like like sliding doors ultra quiet everybody's just super pleasant and really like well-mannered and obviously like uh, they don't let just anyone work there because it's such a specific thing and then like six nurses turn around with a big smile like hey buddy champ hey <laughs> and, and one of them's like i don't think uh, i don't think he's one of ours and he's like i checked the chart man and the guy like checks the chart it's like oh no man he's going to x-ray sorry <laughs> turns around wheels me out it was it was really really special. I take it back. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pissed at you now. <laughs> Everyone's like, son of a bitch. He's gonna make it. And the whole time I'm looking at the order, like, can we can we take that fucking oncology sign down from the chair? Could we just could you turn it down? <laughs> can this just be a regular wheelchair? He's like, sorry, man, it's not ours. It just got blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, some people are really nice to you when when you're sick. It's it's almost surprising. Yeah. And when I like, I expect. I expect sort of, uh, you know, like if I saw someone on crutches before in a wheelchair, you sort of give them the space they need to do what they need to do in the time that it takes them to do it. And there's some people that don't do that at all, which I was surprised with. Mm. Like it's made me upset with humans. You mean like just letting someone like get through a doorway or something if they're impaired? Or? Yeah. Yeah. They're just like the things I have to deal <laughs> As a guy who's temporarily disabled, the things <laughs> I have to deal with. No, but it's like, oh, do people have to deal with this like every day? Like people not noticing? I have had people like nearly trip over my cast, mm-hmm. you know, but they trip over mm-hmm. my crutches because I've had someone the first day trip over my cast. So I'm like, okay, crutches go in front of it now. And if they trip over that, I don't care because <laughs> get off your phone. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, seriously. But um, no, I tried to um, tried to go grocery shopping for some reason the, with the, with the crutches, crutches uh-huh. which was a bad idea. Yeah. How <laughs> the hell would you do you that? You thought you could like hang the bags I, off the crutches? No, I th- well, that too, I didn't even think about how I was going to get back. I had a security guard like push my cart out after okay. and put my bags in my car. Nicest guy in the world, mm-hmm. apparently. But um, yeah, there I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I can just hang onto the handle and like use that as a crutch. But no, it was way too hard. Mm-hmm. So it was basically me on crutches and pushing the cart with my belly <laughs> and hoping I didn't push it too hard and hit someone with it. Right. And um, it was uh, in a, you know, it was in Vancouver and there was just a lot of Chinese clientele. And I don't know if you uh, have dealt at a, a shopping experience with we've Chinese seen, we've people. We've seen Chinese people before, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like culturally Chinese. Uh-huh. Like they don't give you much room. Okay, yeah. They're like, kind of yeah. just going for, yeah. gunning for if it. Huh? You're going to make your own room in, 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 in like a Chinese market. Like right. you, if, if you want to be there, you push in or something. And so it took me a while until like I really got the confidence give things good push like shove belly. shoving <laughs> yeah <laughs> right 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 yeah yeah it's, it's do or die right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but uh i think that shopping trip took me like three hours or so okay yeah so that sucked that was the last time i did that yeah that's intense yeah it's yeah, not yeah. good <laughs> but i did i did have an old woman tell me that i was very independent <laughs> oh that's so nice. that was good i guess yeah and i got her a number <laughs> <laughs> How independent <laughs> do you think I am? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I totally get what you said said about the the way you when you be when you become sick, like really sick, um, you dis, you realize that you get knocked off, kind of like the reality of yeah. every day. You're suddenly almost feels like you're underwater. You can hear what people are saying. You can see like what's going on around you, but. Whenever you try to talk, you just people kind of like, did you hear that? No, no. Oh, there's a guy over there. You're kind of just half there, 
What are you and describing being a ghost? Sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a bad comparison. I knew you were joking, but it, uh, it is uh, relevant. Um, you're kind of there. You kind of appear. People kind of see you, but then they go back to their conversations. Mm. And then... Just the wind. Just the wind. <laughs> well, if, a, if you're seeing dead people, this might be a problem. <laughs> okay. But like when you when you go for your little constitutional, right? When you like force yourself to walk out of your hospital bed and you like go for a walk, there'll be the you know people visiting their relatives and stuff. And then they kind of come in with this outside wind and the, the strut that they have and the energy. And you're like, okay, it's a person going on about their day. And I'm clearly out of sync with everything. And they just kind of walk by you and they're like, oh, sick person. Okay. And you just realize, you look outside, cars are rolling. People are going in and out of office buildings. And you're just standing there with your like, you're like jello. And you realize that you're completely off the clock. Like you're disconnected from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and just attended to constantly by people who are like, you want, which one of your meds do you want? Do you want some of your meds? No. Okay. Life signs. We're going to take your life signs. Okay. All right. Do you want to lie down? You walk. Okay. Just fielding questions. Then your relatives come in and drive you a little crazy. It's just such a strange, strange way to live, you know? Yeah. And then when you finally stick your head out of the hospital and you're standing outside waiting for like your pickup or whatever, people are walking by with their kids or whatever. You're like, oh yeah, I need to get back and do this shit again. I have to like go pick up my mail and you're just sort of standing there and the noises and the smells and everything is just, you're just, it's kind of like you've been incarcerated, you know? Mm. And then you get the people who are very, very helpful and kind of like, okay, clearly this guy just got out or it's not 100%. Other people are like, out of the way, fucker. Like, <laughs> like welcome back. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Fuck out of the way. Like, that's that's the other type of treatment. I don't know which one I prefer, really. Because, mm. I mean, when people treat you normal, you're kind of like, okay, if you can just pretend they won't notice that you look weird. Mm. or you're down you know you'll just be like yeah fuck you too okay <laughs> yeah because you had something that wasn't so visible once you got out right yeah well i lot mostly i lost weight okay um uh, the, the short of it is that i i got uh i got sick um my uh my intestine basically shut down due to like a virus just that yeah fucking baby fucking baby pussy <laughs> yeah um or everyone keeps telling me your second brain shut down i'm like you, know, you keep doing this the second brain the intestine is apparently the second brain. Uh, oh, anyway. were these doctors that said that? Yes, <laughs> with the finger. They still do the air quotes. And no, I was more more concerned about them talking about the intestine being the second brain. Apparently, it's the second brain. That's what they teach them in anatomy class. Apparently. You got two brains. Two brains. First one's in your head. Second one's down there. Second one's in your belly. Yeah, so they just wiped me out, and uh, I spent a solid three weeks like not knowing where I was, not eating properly, and then just battling back, rebooting everything. Um and uh, yeah, just everything stopped, came to a halt. Um, and uh, yeah, lost some weight, uh, lost some money. What else? Dignity. Dignity. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> Showered anyway. sitting down a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had some adventures. <laughs> found out who my real friends are. <laughs> you know who you are. The rest of you kiss my ass. No. <laughs> Uh, but that's another interesting thing too. The, you, the people that come out to support you uh, when you're when you're really sick. Yeah. Not who you think. Not who you think. I mean, you, the usual suspects will chime in, right? But sometimes you're like, oh, this person hasn't even called. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where's yeah. old lady at the supermarket? 
in the, mm, yeah, she just made herself known. <laughs> she's you know? checking you out. <laughs> yeah, you were in Vancouver because you went on this huge national trip, right? You like toured the country. Yeah, I drove east coast to west coast. I moved out to Vancouver, uh-huh. and I'm like, why not drive it? Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of a good decision and a bad decision. I mean, I did it alone uh-huh. basically. I st- I started in Halifax because I got a buddy who moved back to Fredericton recently. So. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go see him, and why not do a set in Halifax? That's um, a pretty hot place for comedy. Yeah, it was nice. I uh, I had a delicious uh, Reuben sandwich, and it uh, had a staple in it. A staple. And I'll let oh, you shit. know if you find metal in your sandwich, you eat for free. So that's that's okay. pretty good. It's good it still policy. Made, it's still made me pay for the drinks, but no, it was <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of weird being there because I uh, ran into. Um, you know T- Tim Riel at all? He's an Ottawa comic. Okay, no. I just know. ran into him out there. I saw him like on stage. I'm like, what the hell is Tim doing in Halifax? Mm-hmm. And then started talking. He's visiting his cousin or something. I'm like, this is a weird small community, isn't Seriously. it? Seriously. run into him in Halifax? Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. I uh, did uh, a lot of sleeping out of the old Civic. Oh that man! So you, you did okay. So you yeah, did, you I, had yourself like a indie indie wrestler, <laughs> peanut butter sleep in my car kind of situation. Exactly. That's badass. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I stopped uh, stopped a couple. I stopped here uh, with a buddy for a night, and then uh, stopped in Niagara for about a week. See my dad, see some friends, that kind of stuff. Um, and then Calgary, I got a buddy in Calgary, who is weird. He's one of these guys who like is like a friend of a friend. And every time we hang out, it's super cool. And then he's like, yeah, if you ever come through Calgary, just let me know. And he's got like a sweet setup there. You know, he's doing well for himself and uh, doing pretty good for a brown guy in Calgary, you know? Brown guy. Is yeah. that a thing? But, um, Wait, what's the brown guy thing in Calgary? Oh, I don't know. I just figured Calgary is a very white place. Okay. It's yeah. not a lot of... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing well for himself. Yeah, he's doing well <laughs> for himself. Um but uh, so you kind of called him on it. You're like, hey, uh, you know, remember when you said to call you? Oh, he totally did, and he was like happy to have Fucking me. Can come on down. Yeah, yeah. Is he uh, a comic too, or no? He's just uh, he's an engineer. Okay. He's, he's a guy who really likes cars and engineering, and yeah. So and you're doing comedy all the way there, right? Basically, so yeah. Halifax. I didn't do any much around. I did a couple spots in Ontario, like London, Hamilton, and then did I do any in? I don't think I got, I think I got Winnipeg. Did I get Winnipeg? I think I did. And then a couple sets in Calgary and then hit Vancouver. So basically between Ontario and Calgary, I think I did that in like three or four days, which was a lot. In a straight line. Yeah. By myself. Yeah. So... Basically, if everyone, if anyone hasn't driven through Northern Ontario, don't unless you have to. Like it's gorgeous, really? it's beautiful, but there are so many ways to die. <laughs> like it's uh, first of all, you're just no one's around. So if you run out of gas, like they have, they have markers at all the gas stations. Like next gas station is 150 clicks away. So if you mm. need it, do it now because there's just there's nothing. moose out there. <laughs> like it's, I mean, the roads are gorgeous though because no one ever drives on them, but. Mm. Uh, you fall asleep or something, you go off the side of the road, you're going over a cliff or 
into Jesus. many of the trees that they have there. So yeah, I mean, they'll need a kick Kickstarter to find you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Unfortunately, there's no reception up there, but um, yeah, the, the other sad thing, oh, this is going to bum everyone out, but the other sad thing that I noticed in Northern Ontario, and they even had an ad about this, lots of domestic abuse. Oh, like it's rampant up there. Like it was like enough to enough to enough that they had like a billboards? large billboard about it. <sighs> Yeah, okay. like if you see something, say something type stuff. Jesus. Yeah, like me walking through a mall, uh, like just seeing a woman with like a black eye or something, and like I kind of look at her, and then she like shoots me like a, a glance, like what the fuck are you looking at, pussy? You know, like I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is really weird up here. Wow. What the hell is going on? Like, Jesus, dark as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it was, man. Like I it made me feel really uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. what do I? Do I say, no, I'm just going to keep... Do I, do I swing? What do I... <laughs> yeah, I just keep walking, I guess. Just take care of business and get out of this place because it was weird. That's really dark. Yeah. For it to be that <clears throat> that much of a thing that, uh, you know, it's just commonplace. That's really dark. Like the Does government's it... trying to intervene, I guess, with advertisements. It's just that rampant. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like I thought it was just me seeing like a couple of women that just happened to have uh-huh. bruises, but... <laughs> After the billboard, I'm like, oh, no, this was like a sample population. This yeah. is freaking me out. I wonder if that strategy actually does anything. Like, like the, whether more people will say something if they see a billboard. Well, it seems like more of an appropriate strategy for like, you see those ads on Facebook where it's like, if your employer is using uh, like pirated software, like, let us know. <laughs> so, anonymous call. Huh? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You, you'd think that people would know to be like. Yeah, I just saw some guy beat the shit out of his wife. <laughs> like, are you not going to say something? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, as far as I know, when it comes to domestic violence, the only real tool that functions or that has an impact are like shelters. When mm-hmm. they like to get the women away from those households or to just separate those. So, geez, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, the problem with those communities is that they're so small. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. So, so if you call the police or you know, and your your husband's probably on the force, mm, you, you need to catch for another one later. I Small guess, towns are so weird. Yeah, I guess because I I've just started binging Fargo. Oh man, was <laughs> I right on your recommendation? Fuck, it's is your good. soul stained? It's good, but it's it's dark. It's dark as fuck. Yep, yeah, I had a lot of time to Netflix while I was laid out in the <laughs> hospital, and I came upon that show. Uh, the adaptation of the Fargo to a um, TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it delves into that sort of thing that you're mm-hmm. talking about. And just uh, your soul will, it will take a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say it will just bring you down into this like quagmire of like the worst of the human soul um, through the eyes of these simple kind of small time folk and whatever. So yeah, you enjoying it? Yeah, it was good. Just finished uh, first season. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. <clears throat> so okay. did you, so did you do stand up in some of these like little Dear backwater Lord, no. times? I don't I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to begin. Uh Regina was tough enough to find a place. I didn't do a set in Regina, but I remember I called ahead uh, some guy on some Facebook group said, "Oh, try this number." <laughs> and I called the guy and he's like, "Yeah, we usually don't do any comedy. We do like a once a month show on a Friday night or something." And I think I was going to be going through there on a Wednesday or Thursday. And he's like, "But you know what? If you've got like a following out there, if you can bring like 50 people, we could have a show for you." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, so I'm telling you I'm coming in from like Montreal. You think I've got like 50 fans in Regina?" <laughs> 
we were just going to show up. Like, <laughs> please tell me you said, I got this. <laughs> tell me you said like 50. Cause I can, I can do hundred. Okay. 50s. 50s. Good. You know, well, I really could have like punked the guy. Just oh, yeah. set up a huge show. Cause what, when am I going to play Regina? Ever? Exactly. That's <laughs> it. Exactly. Oh, can you only hold 50? Yeah. 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 Can you open up oh, the other be, side of the bar? Yeah. Cause uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tear this shit down. <laughs> And it could have been the greatest night of his life. He preps so hard mm. and then just everyone shows up because yeah. they see how hard like he's, hey, this guy's throwing a party. Like we should <laughs> go to this bar. And all of a sudden he never meets me and no show happens. But it's like mm. there's still this. It saves the bar and yeah. the orphanage, I guess. I don't know how that works, yeah. but the they shelter. raise enough money yeah. to save the orphanage. Yeah, that, I think I think that would have been the right move. But you played it safe and that's OK. I yeah. can respect that. Yeah. So no small town. So smallest town on my way there was London, I guess. London, yeah, you got to You got to tell us about the like tiniest venue, smallest. Um, yeah, London was kind of a weird place. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, like the 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 crowd was. Um, didn't necessarily know there's a comedy show going on. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've probably done. Have you have you done Grumpies? It's like yes. It wasn't as, as noisy as Grumpies, but okay. it's like oh, there's a comedy show going on. There's just yeah yeah butt cracks, and they're just like yeah. almost louder when the people go on stage. No, they they were like the sad drinking type oh, there. Okay, so a very working class uh, neighborhood. Um, I remember uh, it was weird. The host uh, the host the host was an interesting character. Uh, he basically. 10 minutes before I was going, like, for a whole 10 minutes before I went on, he kept coming back and asking me how to say my name, which I really appreciate because I don't have the easiest name. And then uh, he finally gets it and goes up and just, like, makes a name up for me. Babalabado. Papalabadas. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, 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 was a fun, it was a fun little room. It was, fun. It was like, in some old, like... Uh, I think uh, it may have even been like a place where like the nurses and doctors used to go after their shift or something. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So they all used to drink. They called it like the blood room or something. I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a place you want to do comedy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you're just like, hey. I killed in the blood room. I killed. <laughs> like my wife used to do. And then just like people just like groaning. <laughs> like my wife used to. Okay, let's try something else. <laughs> okay. Cricket, cricket. Crickets. Yeah. The, the other small uh, small town, small towns for comedy. I guess the smallest town for comedy after that was Winnipeg, which really isn't the smallest of towns, but um, um, it was it was actually a really cool room. It was this place called the uh, Handsome Daughter, I think, which is like a bar restaurant. It's a weird name, but uh -huh. um, it was just like just a really well put together show. Like the stage was great, the lighting was good. Um, I think the mic kept falling apart, but uh, but other <laughs> than that, and it kept getting everyone because you know what, like mics, like you don't really pay attention to the first ten guys or something, and then mm -hmm. it's like oh, three people have already broken the mic stand. Maybe right, the host wants to say something before you go. Up. <laughs> but in general, it was like a really good. Like the audience was really good. They were all there. There were people of a whole bunch of levels there and everything. And uh, yeah, that was that was. I was actually. Uh, I know Winnipeg has a comedy festival, but I was like surprised by the level of that. Uh, There's some buy-in, Mike. Yeah, it was nice. It was yeah, nice what a difference it makes. I also saw a naked woman in a window. She was just kind of hanging out in front of the window. It was like one one of the floor to ceiling windows and. As so I was walking by, she was just sitting on her bed, in front, basically in like an aquarium. <laughs> and she's just like buck naked on her bed. Really? 
And she I'm was t- part of the sh- part of the like staff. No, no, it was just on the way there. Oh, okay. The only reason I brought it up is to let the listeners know how big of a pervert I am. I think that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's not really perverted. It, it's of something you. of note. Isn't I it? would I would well, remember. Was it intentional? Like she's just waiting for passerbys to freak out, or it, it, she's looking? It for can't be takes? not intentional. Yeah. Like if you live in that place, you know what the window looks like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There were no, there wasn't a hint of a, of blinds there. Hmm. And it's just like yeah, What's sitting up? on my bed. And then she like got on the phone after. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, she's she knows that she's naked. This is her thing. Yeah. She probably knows she's naked. This is her thing. It's so. Thursday night. She's just going to do her phone calls. Yeah. She's an exhibitionist. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And also the cheapest gas I saw in all of Canada. So yeah. good on you, Winnipeg. Winnipeg, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Sounds of course, like I didn't wait until place. I got out of town to pump up. And by that time, it was like 10 cents more. But mm. That's pretty cool. That that I got ripped off on gas? That that, that it was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you didn't it was the same price all over town, too. Like one price for the entire town. That's so weird. Yeah, I've never seen that anywhere. How do they choose that? It's probably <laughs> mandated to some mm. to some degree. It's all coming out of the same pipe. I mean, <laughs> it's a duff <laughs> duff thing. There's none of this like, all right, Jimmy, fill out these things and that one, and and tell them the price. It's just like, hey guys, mm. they throw the switch and everybody just fucking gives you gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how this works. I don't know how it works either. I'm just that doesn't make... sound like the way it, it works. It could be. I'm just, but it's true that it, it does have holes in it. A couple. I knew a guy that had a gas tank under his house. That was pretty badass. This is out in Europe, and uh, we went to his summer house, and then <clears throat> he had a garage in the back as well, where his sons like, um, like they they rebuild cars for fun, and so we stopped and we eat, and we're like, okay, we should go to the beach. I was like, cool. I just gotta. You know, just get a tank. And we're like, where's the gas station? Oh, no, no, it's just right here. And he just goes around the house and pulls out like this hose and starts filling up his car. And I'm like, it's like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, I got I got a couple of years ago. I just got a tank put in and fuck it, it's cheaper. And just buy it by the whatever quantities. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, that's the end of that story. There's <laughs> just not much more to it. I just thought that was I don't was think you cool. can do that here. Probably not You'd safe. probably pay a lot more in insurance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you on top of any sort of kindling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that probably wouldn't work out too well here. Yeah. Especially with the way, you know, construction is in this town. Hmm. Um, and that's why Code Air had to go, right? That's right. Yeah, wouldn't let it's us have gas out. tanks under our houses. Yeah. That was the weirdest thing about being, uh, again, in the hospital, was just having the only pipeline to the outside pipeline uh, was my phone. Hmm. And the only news I kept getting was, um, sexual misconduct in Hollywood, like just nonstop, back to back, like like scandal. That's not just you. That's all of us. Is that everybody was <laughs> yeah. getting? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've been bombarded with that shit. There'd be like some some uh, a little okay, a little bit of Trump stupidity, but then just like more sexual misconduct, and then just updating of lists of people being accused, and then more accused. What was the other thing? Um, something going on in Spain. People trying to secede in Spain, Catalonia. Yeah, the Catalonians, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, new mayor, S. There's a mayor, S now. And the old mayor's gone. And I'm like, okay. Is that a good thing, bad thing? I don't know. Was that a big deal? Was I, there I any, don't live here anymore. Was there any hoopla about Everybody it? Everybody was talking about it. Well, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people who don't like Coderre. Mm-hmm. So, it was big to those people. Okay. 
I don't think anybody was like super into the new mayoress other than the fact it was like a progressive thing to put a lady in there. But okay. I think it was mostly driven by like hatred of Coder. Okay. Because he was like, ah, fuck you with the, for the pit bulls. And there's a bunch of construction. People forgot that like we signed on for like five years of construction hell. And what was the other thing? Oh, Formula E. People oh, were pissed yeah. off about Formula E. Yeah, they didn't work I out. I just found out about that. Yeah. It's a good idea, but maybe don't go for that large an event hmm. for your first thing. Uh-huh. Maybe have it on like a smaller scale. Yeah. yeah. It was a total failure. And he's got a bit of like a, yeah, fuck you guys. We're doing this. Right. Anyways, you know, he's trying he's to be a, a swag. He's a bit of a bit of a mobster kind of. Yeah, he seems like a mobster kind of guy, but that seems like the appropriate type of person you would need to deal with the a level of corruption in, yeah. in Montreal. Right. Yeah. That was like the funniest thing I saw after she got elected. It was like, uh, I think it was like the Beaverton or some shit. And the the article is like uh, Montreal concerned that new mayor has zero uh, experience in corruption or something like that. <laughs> that would be a drawback. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know how to do that whole like, meh, we're going to dig up this tunnel, you see? You're going to like it. Meh. Like that kind of. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I didn't really care that much, honestly. I didn't mind Coderre. I thought he did some pretty cool shit for the city and put us back on the map. This new lady with her pink line. You see the pink line? Oh yeah, she, she wants. She wants to build a metro station that goes from Montreal North to Lachine, or something. And I don't think anyone wants to go to Montreal North from Lachine or vice versa. On so. a pink, a pink line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And we have this like huge mega train thing that's coming in the next couple of years. Like, why the fuck do we need another to dig another metro and bring in another hundred thousand people Monday morning <laughs> exactly. to shut down our our feeble <laughs> transportation lines? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, eh. so whatever. Okay, it is what it is. So some people cared. Some people cared. <laughs> I imagine I was not one of them. Right. <laughs> Wasn't all 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 there. So. Um, so how long did this whole thing last? This whole the trip trip. Yeah. The trip took me about with the stops from Halifax to Vancouver. It was like three weeks. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of driving. Put some mileage on that motherfucker. Yeah. A few days in Calgary for the stampede. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was one of these weird things where like, I don't know if you guys ever watched rodeo as a kid. Might have uh, seen. I loved the rodeo. Might have seen like on when TV. I was right? a kid. Are we talking about a show or just the, the sport? Uh, the sport. Okay. Yeah. Whatever CBC would have. Sure. It and, um, it's probably just a bunch of highlights from the Calgary Stampede or something. <laughs> but, <Right. probably. laughs> but yeah, I finally got to go and like see a rodeo. Nice. And like guys trying to ride bulls. And I'm like, oh, what I do isn't so stupid. Like that is <laughs> nuts. Ridiculous. Like I think there were like three guys that stayed on a bull. It was nuts. Like, what are you doing? This thing wants to kill you. Seriously. Yeah. And then you, t- I don't know if you know, like, I don't know how, do you know how they get these things angry? No. Because the bulls don't just buck. So basically, they take a belt and they tie it around its balls. Are you serious? Yeah. And they tie it tight. And then, um, and then I think they also have their spurs, which they dig into the bull. Oh. And then, I don't know, they probably. Into his balls? Uh, no, the spurs are on the side and like the ribs. And then, uh, yeah, you have to pay for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then after, I don't know, they say mean things to you. I don't know what bulls react to. Disparaging but, remarks. Yeah, but then it comes out and you see some of the clowns sometimes. I think they like loosen the thing on its nuts after so it stops bucking this badly, wanting to kill people. That wow. Would make, 
that's that's the part of rodeo that's always fascinated me those, those fucking clowns oh my god who those cannot be getting enough money for what what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> they cannot be properly compensated no they have no insurance they save so many lives just running around in those like like those overalls uh and just literally like fuck you bull to so that the rider can like run off the field mm. he'll like get just get one in the ass and like get, fly over the fence and just like slap the bull in the face <laughs> jesus to be able to distract it like that i just how do you even get into that line of work it's such a weird job because like i said that they save lives but it's like the only reason the life was at risk is because you were messing with the right. bull to right. begin with so like your buddy like if we're buddies and you go to ride a bull and you're like hey i'm doing something really dumb you want to help me out what here? are you doing thursday <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, I got this gas tank under my house. And I was thinking <laughs> we could bring this bull. No, but I don't understand how this happens. Like, what is it? Is like Timmy wants to be a bull rider and then he's got to pay his dues down in the trenches with the clowns before they let him ride? Or how is this an initiation of some sort? I don't think the two are related. Related, no. I think... Like a tennis ball boy? Like, what's the... Like They seem to be... From what I got in watching them, because I finally got to watch them up close. Right. They just know the way that bulls move. Like, it's really impressive. Like, you almost don't need to be athletic. I'm sure those guys are all in good shape, but you almost don't need to be. Uh-huh. It kind of reminded me of uh, jujitsu in a way, because I don't know if you notice in, like, uh, you usually get, like, some jujitsu fighters that get fat when they get, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they know, like, the techniques and everything. But like these guys just know how the bulls are going to move and we're not to be at certain times and then when to rush in to get the, the rider off or help the guy out. And so it's just like they just know what a bull is and what it <laughs> this is going to sound new agey, but what it means to be a bull. You right. know? Like they're one with the bull <laughs> and they know when to act and when not to act. So it was just really impre- like but like a bull rider is like, oh, you, you stay on and you know a couple tricks about the bull, but you're the athletic guy who's really putting his his uh his bones at, yeah. at risk there you know uh but these guys are just like i assume just grew up around bulls i don't know just learned this stuff it's so I just, odd yes yeah. i don't know after a night of that you know you go to the bar and some guys threatens to like punch you in the face you're like all right <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> unless you got horns i'm not worried <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he's swinging at you and you're just like you slide onto his back (laughs) (laughs) grab his balls (laughs) yank his balls a little bit and then like hop over the bar (laughs) clear (laughs) that's interesting yeah so you got to go see the whole thing the big show Mm -hmm. it was really cool ron mclean was there Uh uh-huh that makes sense yeah it's like hockey night in canada of course it's it's gotta be huge it's gotta be a huge event yeah well the amount of money that these guys was winning it was like Oh, you can live off that for a year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like if you win like whatever your event was, like tens of thousands of dollars. Okay, they're taking home these big purses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's fucked up. So did you notice anything in terms of the the response to comedy or the comedy sort of attitude throughout the country as it being different in terms of what people respond to? I mean, obviously, you know, Maritimers will laugh at certain things that maybe mainlanders won't etc but like is there a common thread is there such a thing as sort of canadian uh, laughter and humor or is it just very different from place to place um i think it would be hard to just because i didn't do a lot of time in these places so it's probably hard to figure out if there's a thread but um say if you just look between like halifax 
in like Winnipeg or Vancouver in the way that people... Yeah, the one thing that I will say is when you start to get into bigger cities, I think there's definitely a part of the demographic that thinks they're pretty goddamn smart <laughs> and they want like, oh, I've heard this joke kind of once before and I'm not going to laugh at that. You know, like there's mm. there's more the people that want to like be a challenge to you mm. as opposed to like, let's say like a working class town or something and they're just like, yeah, okay, I'm here to have a good time. Like Make my, me laugh, week, my week sucked. Yeah. Mm. Let's go out and I'm going to, I'm going to try to have a good time so we all have a good time. Uh now, granted, you always get pricks all over the place. But, I mean, that's kind of the nature of comedy. Um, but yeah. Uh, but or yeah. dealing with people in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, but it, it, I kind of like smaller places better. Even if they don't, even if they don't get the joke, they're kind of not dicks about it. And I think smaller places too would probably be the last place to complain about a joke okay but kind of just move on yeah like i recently had a uh i was in vancouver and i just stopped by a show and uh there was this uh lesbian couple from toronto visiting and the one the one of them had just done uh, her set and the other one was on stage and uh the first one had was sitting in front of me and this woman just came up to her and started chatting with her and whatever i'm not paying any attention but then i see like the woman walk away, sort of shoot like a look back at her and like, oh, something just happened. I don't know what just happened, but something happened. I don't know this woman. It's not my place to ask her. But then, you know, we're all comics. We're chatting after the show. And she's like, yeah, uh, this woman came up to me and was talking about my girlfriend on stage. And uh, I guess um, uh, the woman on stage had uh, made some joke about how she's got like uh, a, um, a hole in her brain or something. And uh, sometimes uh, she sleeps with men. And that was part of, like, the joke. Um, and this strange woman in the audience, like, went up to her girlfriend and was like, yeah, this isn't funny. She's talking about sleeping with men. And her girlfriend's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's a joke. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> she doesn't actually sleep with men. Like, we've got a solid relationship. And, like, this woman just decided to get pissed off at... Mm. It was like, why do you let her treat you that way? Kind yeah, of? yeah, it was, like, very odd. Like, mm. it was, who the hell are you? Just... That's a weird leave. sense of entitlement. Yeah, I don't even know what her... People misinterpret just social situations all the time. <laughs> they just, they just, I feel that's what it is. It's, it's either a lack of knowing what's happening or they completely, they maybe think they're in a movie scene or some sort of cliche that they've seen and they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to go and do this now and stop traffic and, <laughs> and you can tell on their faces too because when you stop them, you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, everything's fine. They just kind of, they're scared. They're just looking at you. They're like, shut up. I need to complete this side mission. Yeah. Oh, no. I was told that my opinion matters more than it does. So I'm just going to continue I'm just keep going sharing here. it with everyone. Well, I'm wondering if, it's, if she's just like, if she's really by the book in terms of she sees a couple of, of women and they're clearly being affectionate with one each other and she thinks lesbians. All right. Mm. These two are lesbians. And then she hears one of them talk about having sex with men and assumes it's true. First of all, when you hear a comic say something. Yeah, my wife, this and that. Yeah, don't assume it's true. Like, what are you? <laughs> right. What are you? Are you out of your mind? Uh, but assuming it's true and being like, oh, no, she's a lesbian. She's not allowed to sleep with men. <laughs> it's like, you know, there are 
people do a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's not the craziest exactly. thing I've is heard the of. Is it the principal that's really bothering you? Were you wronged? Um, did someone not give you um, an authentic lesbian experience? Maybe. Mm-hmm. May- oh, here's what happened. Here, I, fi- I figured out she's a lesbian who got cheated on oh, with a man, oh, and now go. she's pissed off about it. Mm. Case closed. closed. There we go. Your Honor, <laughs> yeah. we rest. I don't, I don't want those people at comedy shows, though. They clearly aren't anywhere to have a laugh. Well, it's a strange environment, you know. Anyone can walk into that bar. Mm-hmm. Anyone can sit down, and alcohol draws a variety of people with a variety of needs. You know, everything from like, I'm going to take this girl out here. All right, you want to stop here for a drink? To the guy who's like, God damn it, I lost my job. You name it. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of file in and they decide, depending on where they're sitting, you can kind of see their level of buy-in, you know? And then you're going to get any variety of comics talking about any variety of daily life situation. Like, oh, my fucking rent. Oh my God, if I have to pay my rent. And like, it hits a chord somewhere. Those heckler videos on, on YouTube are pretty funny, though. Uh, which ones? Where, like, the comic is just destroying the... Oh, like, these the, supercuts? The, heck, the heckler. Yeah, like, everybody just kind of puts them out. And um, this thing, like, ever since Trump got elected, like, it's, and, of course, it's, like, it's such a juicy t- topic, particularly when he first got elected or he first came on the scene, that, like, people would shit all over Trump. And then people in the audience are kind of like, boo. <laughs> just like booing oh like you gotta like to get over it <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly it's uh it's weird such a weird phenomenon yeah i guess that's the other thing you gotta be politically not maybe neutral but have a little bit of material on both sides yeah it's a thing in the states or like black lives matter stuff and like police stuff you have uh-huh. policemen in the audience and then somebody makes like a, a joke about that and then like i'm a police officer or my dad is a police officer sure. and like the outrage culture stuff is starting to creep its way into the comedy clubs. Jesus. I don't think we have that much of that here, but in the States, I think it's could be getting Some pretty bad. Degree. Well, if you're in a small town, I'm guessing you got to cool the like redneck shit a little bit. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit, make fun of city folk a little bit mm. and not be like super fancy. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Mm. If you start like shitting on, on petroleum and, you know, I don't know, cow pastures, people be like, hey, it's my way of life. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Do you have like politically outraged people like objecting to jokes that are clearly jokes? Um, yeah, it hasn't been for a while, but there has been. And I've heard people, just friends of mine, get into trouble about stuff that I don't see as a problem. I don't know. I there, there's There's a strong part of me that's like, if you go into a comedy club, um, you've sort of signed a contract to hear whatever someone's going to talk about, and you can't control that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to request your money back, perhaps, in the best case. Or groan. Yeah, or ignore it, uh-huh. or just not go back to a comedy club. If you really have a problem with it, you can talk to the management or if you really don't like that particular comic, if they're on a show, don't go to the show. Right. It just yeah. seems weird to me that people want to stop you from doing what you do instead of just being like, you know, I'm going to find something else to do. Right. Um, the, the other thing is that someone's always going to be offended by something. It's basically 
impossible to tell some kind of joke that doesn't affect someone. Now, of course, there's like a difference between, uh, oh, let's talk about how I've got a drinking problem or, uh, hey, let's talk about this genocide that happened. Like there's sure. definitely different sensitivity levels. But someone's, someone's alcoholic dad in the audience may have gotten into a car accident and killed themselves. Sure. I mean... Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Ex- what, what are you going to do? It sucks, but life kind of does. So mm-hmm. let's try to get a laugh out of it. Sure. You know, there is, um, I remember uh, uh, hearing a comic tell a joke that I didn't particularly like, but I'm like, oh, you know what? That's a well done joke. That's kind of like, it's kind of a dick thing to talk about, but I'm like, oh, you know what? That joke was well done. I just didn't particularly like it. I'm not going to stop this comic from telling the joke. Right. You know? So I don't know. You, I don't go to a comedy club. If you, <laughs> Not ready to be offended in some. It's dicey. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's dicey because you, you you turn over a certain amount of, of of control and in both in both directions. And there is, of course, the other side of the coin too. You know, there the, there is such a thing as uh, like a hostage situation, where uh, an awful enough comic literally sucks the air out of the room. Yeah. And it feels like the doors are locked, and you're in for eight <laughs> eight minutes of no good. You can just see it. Everyone's just holding on to the chair sides. It's going to hurt. Comics are kind of going to pee and ducking at the back. Um, I feel like this has become an intervention all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to the reason why we've called you here today. Thanos. (laughs) Like jujitsu. Life is full of tumbles. Um, No, but uh, that can be an excruciating moment, especially as a comic when you know that, oh, no, that that dude is about to go up and um, just assassinate all of the joy. But that's <laughs> that's up to the management to just like yank him off at that point. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that that's that's where that work goes, and then it can be done or not. But I hundred percent agree. Yeah, if you're if you're coming, if you're like precious about shit, just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking have a drink downstairs. Go for a smoke. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. that's not what we're doing here. I agree. All I just, right. I just don't know if not being offended at all is. Uh, an expectation that you should have in your life. Right. Doesn't seem... I don't think so. ...realistic to me. Right. (laughs) Despite what the TV will tell you now. Yeah, exactly. That you should be constantly um, appalled by everything. But yeah, that's just a silly notion Mm -hmm. of of being appalled by everything. I mean, you could sort of put your foot down if you think something is out of order, but yeah, I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever really been offended by anything. I'd be like, I've not liked things. Yeah, being offended is kind of a bit of a dickhead, like, status. Like, oh, I never. I never. <laughs> like that kind of shit? <laughs> this, is, this is outrageous. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, the Downton Abbey shit. Yeah. You will stop this at once. Exactly. I'd be like, ah, oh, you're a bit of a dick, but I'm going to go over there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go over there. Yeah. Stop. Can you stop? I don't like what you're doing. Stop. Mm. I feel like offense is unaddressed, like protest. You know, mm. somebody's doing some shit you don't like, and and you didn't just didn't tell them like that's enough. Mm. You kind of just like didn't want to have the confrontation, and then the situation either ended or they left. You left, and you're like, I just I don't like what happened back there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm going. But I was offended. How dare you? Yeah, it's true. There's something to that whole mm. taking offense, glove in the face kind of. 
it's it's a bit strange. It's mm. a bit precious. I don't like it either. And just just say just tell people no. I don't like this. Or stop or go away. <laughs> no. No. That's it. <laughs> anyway. So uh how are you enjoying living in Vancouver? It's pretty good. Um as everyone says, it's uh it's beautiful. Um but uh no one can afford to live there. So that's Yeah, it's cr- the housing is it's insane. Nuts. Right? Yeah. It's nuts. I'm staying in an Airbnb right now just because the vacancy um, levels are so low. They're like less than 1% there for rentals. Jesus. So you see something go on the market and it's like you call and they're like, yeah, this place is gone already. Like, okay. Or it's just like a dump or it's mm-hmm. like way out in the burbs or something. So you kind of got to, I mean, roommates are just essential unless you're loaded. Right. But um, yeah, I have a friend who's. Um, 25-ish and her entire generation has left the city yeah like they had to they just scattered across different places because it's completely unaffordable well the good thing about that is like there's so many jobs there now because everyone's leaving (laughs) yeah so there's an upswing to it these are all vancouverites and they just kind of packed up and left yeah like a whole generation like apparently like the whole party culture is suffered as a result because there's no young people there yeah things close kind of early there things are very quiet like after shows unless they're on like a weekend or something you'll kind of be out and it's like there's not many people on the streets right now Mm -hmm. this is uh kind of sad it's like children of men you know (laughs) like there's no (laughs) it's grim there's there's no kids especially outside the downtown core like yeah downtown downtown there's not a lot going on it's even like the one thing that i really miss about montreal is uh just like late food places oh yeah mm. not a lot of them there really yeah i guess that makes sense yeah or just being able to walk into any restaurant and you know it'll be good food mm. like you can you can bet on good food in montreal yeah, yeah there's definitely. lots of good food in vancouver but you need to know where to go oh, i see yeah there's none of this let's get a kebab in this little arab side food door. isn't as strong there they do a lot of donaire stuff there uh-huh. which i've never known the difference between like pseudo greek kind of donaire and a euro and uh i don't know what else there is shishtauk uh-huh. but uh i mean if you're looking for sushi or chinese food or thai food like it's you on. can't go wrong <laughs> really so it's ramen it's pretty incredible oh so many good places there that must be good yeah yeah um but uh, it'd be nice to find a good ex Benedict. That's all I'm saying. Mm. What made you stay out there? Like, what do you, what do you, what are you looking for? Oh, the comedy scene, man. Is it hot? Yeah, yeah, so good there. Uh, there's so many. Just like uh, the biggest difference I know is between here and Vancouver is in Montreal. Like, uh, you know, you got like the the pros, like your Joey Eliases and your um, your guys like that. And then there's sort of like a big drop off between like the next level of guys and in vancouver there's like two levels in there and there's more of them right like the amount of open micers is ridiculous like i don't i I don't want to sound like a dick but i really don't remember people's names a lot of the time i'm still kind of new there but there's so many people that it's like Mm. i might not see you in a couple months (laughs) you know so let's wait until you're around a bit and then my brain will probably remember who you are but um, yeah, just like there's so many good comics too, um, and just from everywhere, cool from everywhere. So yeah, it's very interesting to see. And then because there's so many comics, and because the Anglo scene is bigger than here, 
um, you basically have so many more types of uh, niche markets. So you do have like your straight up club stuff. You got your uh, your alt rooms. You got uh, this dude runs like a, a nasty show basically. What's an alt room? An alt room would be like alternative comedy. Um, so basically it's not like your typical like setup joke type stuff. It's sort of, I'd say that uh, alt comedy is more based off of Extreme of consciousness type characters, stuff? stream of consciousness, your personality. I've noticed a lot of people in those rooms don't like sometimes, depending on the room, they don't like confidence in their comics. It's like, oh, you're a confident person. This is not like us at all. We do not like this. Okay. Um, but then, like, some of my favorite comics came out of alt rooms. So I feel like, um, what's his name? We do really well there from Montreal. Yeah, the the Harry Harry. Harrison Weinberg? Harrison, yeah. I think he'd do well he'd slay there, anywhere, right? probably. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. But you're, you're just the like, beast. as he yeah, hits he the is. stage, you're kind of just squinting, going like, what's going on with this guy? How old is he? <laughs> Does he know he's there? And then like that already is getting your, your laughter going. And yeah. then he just drops some some cold, cold bombs on you. And yeah. you're like, oh shit, okay. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh-huh. So yeah, okay. So it's personality-driven, eclectic. Yeah. That's an ultra. Yeah. A bit like if you don't like the mainstream comedy that you see on TV, mm-hmm. you might like an alt room. Um, but yeah, but yeah, there's like everyone doing their own thing and it seems to, it seems to work. So. Oh, sorry. Cell phone interception. Oh. Okay. So alt rooms, regular, like regular rooms. What else you said? You said uh, there's that nasty show nasty that show. Okay. Uh, Mark runs like every three or four months. Um, there's a ton of open mics there. There's like six a week there and they're all, they're all pretty well attended. Um, yeah. And then there's just a lot of extra shows as well in like satellite rooms, breweries, bars, that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, just a lot. It's very easier to schedule your week around guaranteed stage time, you know, as opposed to here, it's like, well, there's like three or four mics to go to. So on a Tuesday, I have to do comedy. It's like if I want to take an... I know I'm going to sound lazy, but if I want to take a night off in comedy in Vancouver, it's like, yeah, I can. I got the next six nights or five nights to do comedy. It's okay. Hmm. If something comes up, I can take a night off and still get my practice in. That's cool. Yeah. So So do you feel like a momentum? Do you feel like improvement? Yeah, well, the foot slowed me down a bit. (laughs) But Uh but there's definitely... (laughs) It's definitely made me... I feel like, and this could just be where I am as a comic as well, but I feel like the development of jokes is coming faster because I've got more stage time, because more people are seeing me at each show. Um, I can work stuff out faster. So whereas here, like I do five shows with like three people each. See, I don't know if this joke really worked. They kind of liked it, but. Does it have legs? Mm. Yeah. Does it have, I don't know. Crutches. No one has really seen it. So, but out there, it's like, oh, people will see it. And I mean, the thing too, a lot of comics will stick around in the shows. I mean, it's never the best idea to try to make comics laugh. But if you can make comics laugh, it's it's at least a start. Hmm. It's either that or no one else is going to laugh at it. That's, right. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Yeah, because comics, uh, comics are their own thing where they're so used to jokes that anything that's just like not what they're used to hearing might be funny. Hmm but confusing to the average person. So, yeah. 
But yeah, it was definitely, I think it was a good move so far. Um, yeah, very rainy. <laughs> but uh, Of course. But other than that, that uh, sucks being in a cast in the rain. But, uh, you know, no no snow. Uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. But I'm worried I'm going to get weak there. Hmm. You know, Like right. physically? Like soft. Oh. Right. Like I like some adversity. Mushy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's when you come home and spend some time here, right? Exactly. That's cool, man. I, I'll just get a winter home here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Airbnb. Where do you summer? Where do you winter? That's awesome, man. Like I've been, like I said, I've been tracking you here and there and seeing your updates and stuff. And I was, I remember you saying you were going to do it, but you followed through. That's really cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, it seems like it's worked out. It seems like you've gotten. The, at least some of the experience that you wanted. Oh, there's still plenty of time to fail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other foot. There's always the other foot has a mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're rolling out there? Are you finding jujitsu out there as well? Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, went back um, with uh, the Gracie Ba team, which was the team I was training with here in Montreal. And they've got a branch out there. And I don't know, they were just very accommodating as opposed to uh, like the, the other gyms. There's other excellent gyms out in Vancouver. But I don't know. I just kind of knew what to expect there. And honestly, another thing was like lack of showers at some of these gyms. Hmm. Oh, just because rent's so expensive. People are in small places. And it's like... It's a recipe for ringworm, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. So it's Jeez. nice to be able to shower after like having the sweat of 10 men on you, you know? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Ringworm? <laughs> yeah, do you know? No, that's, not that's a thing. I'm going to guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sort of, yeah, I, I think I can imagine what that must be. Um, but that's no fun. Apparently, it can get really serious as a, as a condition. I'm going to go ahead and guess you're thinking of something sexual. No, I was thinking like <laughs> staph infection. It's like that. It's a, similar. It's a skin disease. Situation. It's bacterial uh-huh. and it ends up growing out in like a concentric circle. Mm. And they used to think it was a worm that caused it because it kind of looks like a worm. All righty. It's just bacteria. With just bacteria. It's bacteria that'll make your life bad. So Yeah. It can get pretty serious and it lives in the mats and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you don't oh, you know, yeah. so if you roll and then you don't shower right after, then you can you get it. Okay. Apparently. Okay. So God no, willing. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um I'm I I don't want to do jitsu now. <laughs> just make sure you shower, you'll be yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> After you have the sweat of ten men on you. The sweat of ten men. <laughs> That's what did it to me, the sweat yeah. of ten men. <laughs> William and, Wallace. And maybe 50. a lady in there too, you know. So. Possibly here yeah. and there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. I'm re- I'm really glad you you came by and uh, shared these experiences with us. This is really cool. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. It also takes uh, a little pressure off of me, <laughs> you know, trying to get back on on the on the, in the saddle after what I went through the last month. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, that's great, man. I can't wait. To, I don't know. You're gonna do any shows where you're in town? Are you doing anything? Uh, I did. I did McLean's last. I don't think I'm really gonna do a lot. I think I'd rather just like see people while I'm here. I might do another show. I got nothing booked. Mm-hmm. So, uh, short answer, way too long. No, not really. Nothing special. <laughs> well, we got Mr. Uh, Sangadar coming in next week. Oh, very nice. So, if you've got, if you're doing any gigs, just run it by him, and we'll plug it next week on oh, the show. Oh, very cool. Get people to come out and see you. Very cool. And uh, anytime, man, anytime you're in in town, uh, please visit us. Thanks, man. It was really good to see you. Yeah, definitely. Likewise. <laughs>